This week, we're going to learn about the bullet journal, a system of organizing your thoughts and tasks into a written notebook. Welcome to Figuring It Out, a weekly podcast about navigating modern life in our 20s and 30s. I'm your host, Melissa Guller, and each week we'll explore a new topic on work, relationships, lifestyle, culture, and more. The bullet journal has grown into a viral social media and YouTube sensation, and by the end of this episode, filmmaker and bullet journal user Alec Fisher will help us learn why the bullet journal is so popular and how you can easily start one of your own. Before I introduce Alec, we have to ask, what is a bullet journal anyway? Bullet journal, or Bujo for short, is a system created by Ryder Carroll, a digital product designer living in Brooklyn, New York. Through many years of trial and error, Ryder created this simple journaling system of symbols and pages that anyone can use to get their thoughts on paper. You don't need any kind of special notebook, and you can get creative with the page spreads you choose to suit your needs. Now, at first, this doesn't sound like anything special, but what's crazy about the bullet journal system is how popular it's become. There are YouTubers with six-figure followings dedicated solely to creating beautiful bullet journal spreads, and countless Pinterest articles and Instagrammers sharing their favorite bullet journal ideas with the world. So the question becomes, of all the notebooks and all the journals in the world, why is this one so insanely popular? To find out more, let's meet Alec. Over the past eight years, filmmaker Alec Fisher has focused on using the medium of video to empower silenced voices, and he has formed global networks of social change makers, educators, and media professionals striving to make the world a better place. Today, Alec is here to talk about one of his upcoming projects in particular, his documentary called Bujo a short piece that explores the story of how the bullet journal system was created, including clips from the founder himself. Alec is an avid user of the bullet journal, and you can see excerpts from his journal on his massively popular Instagram account, at Fisher Journals. Let's kick things off by having Alec explain the bullet journal system in his own words. The bullet journal was started uh, back around, officially in 2013, by Ryder Carroll, uh, who derived this system of organization that you could use in a journal that essentially was just a way to get your thoughts down on paper and to organize your life. And since then, it's gone viral. It's become this new trendy thing. And people across the world have been using it to help organize their lives and get them on track and to essentially get their thoughts down on paper in an efficient and effective way. So you are a user yourself, but now you've also interviewed a lot of other bullet journal users. So what do you think it is about the bullet journal that has caused it to go viral, as you said? I think a lot of people latch on to bullet journaling because it's really accessible and it's able to fit them where they're at in their lives. Uh, you know, there's a base structure that Ryder explains on the official bullet journal website. And once you've got that structure down, you can really customize it to fit whatever needs you have in your everyday life. And I think people started resonating with that. And as more and more people started posting on Instagram and Pinterest and all of these social uh, social media sites, it really became this option for organization that people hadn't seen before and was something that was really appealing visually because it was 
you know, I feel like in this age of technology, it was something that was physical. It was bound in the physical world. And there's something about that that I think slows it down a little bit and gives it more appeal. So we're going to link to the website in our show notes, but can you give listeners a few examples of what you might use your bullet journal for? Definitely. So at the core of its system, you can use the bullet journal to plan your day, your week, your month, to really map out what you have going in a specific time frame. Uh, so a lot of people will use it to plan if they've got an event coming up, if they've got something at work, uh, just to jot down all their thoughts about it and to really make sure it's on their mind. But on a deeper level, you can use it in many different applications, which is the beauty of the bullet journal system. So there's something called the future log where you can put down your goals and what you want to do in the future and, and map out sort of as you go, what things stand out as important over time. And if you see the same things coming up, you can realize, okay, this is something prevalent and I should, I should look into this more. Uh, if you're going on a trip, you can use it to log your travels and where you want to go and the sites and, and your packing list, you know, and then, on a very individualized level, if you're a teacher, if you're a doctor, if you're an artist, you can log different elements of that profession into the journal in ways that fit you. So you could log curriculum if you're a teacher and, and lesson plans and the timelines for that. Uh, if you're a doctor or you're a med student, you can log your notes and sort of the timeline of, of classes and all of that. I mean, it's, it's beautiful in that it's so customizable. I think that's really the key too, from what I've seen from your Instagram and I've tried it out myself and I've seen other users is the amount of customization seems like it's both a strength. And then also I'm wondering if people either see blank page syndrome or the opposite, they see beautiful page syndrome because in social media, especially there are a lot of very beautiful spreads that I imagine took quite a bit of time. So what do you have to say to users who maybe are seeing these beautiful social media accounts and thinking, I am not artistic, I could never do that? That is something that I always, both personally and professionally, uh, am either explaining to other people or to myself at times. Uh, because there are moments where I, even I go on and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, <laughs> how do they come up with these things? Like, I, I could never do that. And I think it's really interesting because the bullet journal system is supposed to be simplistic. It's supposed to get you from goal one to goal two, from place A to place B. And if you add on all these intricacies, if that's something that makes it easier for you and it makes it something that helps you get into the style, then that's awesome. And that's what works for you. But at the core of the system, it doesn't have to be that. And I think something that's been interesting to see is this notion of share, not compare, there's a real focus that the community uses on sharing the work. And even if it's not pretty, even if it's not magical, just putting it out there to help people who might be looking for a similar avenue. Um, because the moment you start comparing is the moment that you lose confidence or you, or you get, you know, <laughs> I guess the comparison syndrome where you, you don't share anything or you don't even do it anymore because you're like, how would mine measure up to any of these others? Uh, and I think, I think that's a shame because there are so many ways that it can help you on a personal level that to not do it because someone else might be doing it in your eyes in a better way or a more pretty way, uh, I think cheats you from really achieving what it is the bullet journal system can help you with. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you're right that it's a great strength that the bullet journal community seems to be very 
sharing it forward. There are a lot of examples of ways that people have used their pages or suggestions of things that have been helpful for them. And something in particular on your account that I really admire is that you often share that you haven't finished something or that your page did not go the way that you expected it to in your mind. So I think it's great that you're empowering more people to focus on the purpose of the journal and even the fact that things might change versus just having something beautiful. Yeah. And I think something that stood out to me while I was making the short film is in talking to all of these people who, you know, have tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of followers for their bullet journaling, each of them was like, yeah, it's not about how it looks. And (laughs) I mean, there were points where people were like, you know, if I started bullet journaling now, it'd be very difficult because when they started, I mean, now a lot of them are seen as these examples of how to bullet journal. Uh, but when they started, not many people were doing it. And so there was less pressure, I guess, to look a certain way or to fit some aesthetic. And I think it's difficult because when you go, especially on Instagram or Pinterest, uh, there's definitely a, a flat lay aesthetic, so to speak. Uh, and if you don't fit that necessarily, you're not going to get it as, as many likes or as many engagements. Um, so I think that's a really interesting distinction between people who are probably posting to Instagram, Pinterest, these very visual platforms compared to, I'm sure, the several people who are just using the journal in the comfort of their home and maybe don't have a visual representation to share with the world. Exactly. And it was funny because the bullet journal system actually took off on Google Plus at first. The first digital community that really connected uh, with Ryder and his work was on Google+, Plus, which I would argue is not as visually uh, focused as Instagram or Pinterest. And so hmm. it's interesting to see that morph as more people shared on these photo-based sharing platforms. Uh, <laughs> this pressure sort of emerged. And I think even for people in conversations that I've had with and without the short film, uh, folks who have a larger following, there is this unspoken pressure to consistently produce this gorgeous content. Mm-hmm. And it defeats the purpose of why they started bullet journaling in the first place, which was to save time and energy, because now they feel like they're held to this standard of, of posting where they're like, it's not sustainable for me to keep posting this level of intricacy. I think that's such an important distinction that you're pointing out that the place where they started, they probably needed a system. They needed a way to keep their days or their tasks organized. And now these very heavy social media users, it's almost morphed into an entirely separate beast. And I'm curious, kind of taking it back to the start, I'd love to hear more about why you got into bullet journaling. And then maybe we can start talking about the documentary and the start of the bullet journal. Of course. I got started, I think it was a couple years, two or three years ago. No, it it was probably four years ago because I started posting almost two years ago. Uh, My mentor at the time, who I didn't necessarily see as a mentor, was one of my coworkers. Uh, Her name is Jessica, and you can follow her at Pretty Prints and Paper. Nice little plug for her account. (laughs) We'll throw it in the show notes. Awesome. Uh, She and I were working at the same place uh, through the leadership writer department at the University of Minnesota. And I had been struggling with a lot of anxiety and wasn't really sure what I was doing in life and was looking for some options to help sort my thoughts on everything. And she had been using the bullet journal and recommended it to me in passing. Uh, I saw her doing her thing a couple times at different events and writing down these awesome notes in a style that I was like, what is that? And 
you know, eventually she was like, just try it, you know, just go to the website, see what it's about and check it out. And like I said previous, I never was really into journaling. I never found it to be something that grasped my attention for long periods of time. And I started the bullet journal. And after a couple months, I was like, I can't do anything but this. Like, this is really helping me get my thoughts down on paper. And I think the moment that my thoughts were able to be on the paper, the anxiety lessened in my mind because it was <laughs> it was a space that was less cluttered. It was a way for me to visually see anything that I could be stressed out about right in front of me. I think there's something really powerful to that, to having all these thoughts in your brain. And it's almost like you can't quite get a hold of all of them, but there's something about writing them down physically that can be very freeing. Exactly. And the bullet journal style, I mean, the system itself is designed in a way that's not supposed to be intimidating. You don't have to write these long posts. You don't have to, you know, write in a traditional journal sense. Uh, So it can really be chicken scratch writing bullet point notes. I mean, it's simplistic at its core. And so, you know, when I first started out, it was like, okay, I can spend two minutes getting my thoughts down. I can spend five minutes just getting everything on paper and then sorting out what's really important and moving that to the daily page. Uh, And it was a way for me to reflect on everything I was stressed about and really (laughs) reflect on why I was stressed about it and what was worth stressing about, which I hadn't really had a system to help me do that before. I think that's so great too, that you mentioned how simple it is and how quickly you could get up and running. And I know you mentioned you hadn't tried many other journals before, but something I ran up against is I would try a new planner journal system. And as soon as I didn't like part of it or didn't feel hooked on it, I would just abandon ship altogether. But with the bullet journal, you could just abandon parts or change up your approach. So I think the simple and the customizable options must feel very empowering as well. Exactly. And that's why I think I loved it because the first couple months were more about learning the system. And then after that was in place for me, it was about how can I make this more into what I want to do? Uh, And at the time we were having, my friends and I were having art nights every Thursday. So they'd come over, we'd do painting, we'd do drawing, something just to get the creativeness out of our system. And This was around the time that I started playing with more intricate spreads or more artsy spreads, as some people like to call them. Uh, And so it was just like a fun way to add some drawings to them or add some cityscapes or skylines uh, and playing around with, okay, so it's a simplistic way of doing things, but how can I add my own artistic flair? It helped me really latch on to the creative side of things. And for me, that's really important in not only helping me with my anxiety, but also making me feel like I have some sort of control over things in life. And so, you know, I started doing these more intricate things. And at one point, Jessica was like, well, you should start posting it. You know, you should see what people think. And I had a couple other friends who were like, yeah, just post it on Instagram. Like, see see if people resonate with it. Uh, so I posted my first post on Instagram. And on my normal account, I got like, you know, 30 to 40 likes from friends on things. And I posted the first picture of this bullet journal page that I had done and I got like 500 likes. Oh my gosh. 12 hours. Right. So I was like, what the heck? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And people were like, you should share more of your stuff. And I was like, okay, like what? what?" Yeah. Like, okay, sure. Uh, So I started posting more and people, I mean, it just took off. People loved seeing what I had to say and, and were interested in the, in the style. Uh, And from there it just sort of took off and I've been able to sort of, be my authentic self with the journal I've crafted. And it's been really interesting since that point to reflect and see there were certain points where I was like, 
I don't want to post at all. Like, this is so tiring. Like, I just, I don't want to have to be posting to people. Like, I don't care what they think and being frustrated about that whole thing. And other times being like, should I be creating this just for what people think? Or is this really about what I need? And then realizing like, no one's posting about that struggle. Am I the only one struggling with this? And that's been the coolest thing is posting more and more about that kind of pressure and that kind of, you know, do you need to post all the time? Do you need to fit the Instagram algorithms and all of that? And seeing a lot of other folks be like, hey, nobody's talking about this, but I also resonate with that. Uh, That's been really cool to see. I was about to ask, how has the response been to your social media presence over time? It's interesting because I think it's changed. Essentially, it went from people resonating with like the actual physical content and the way I was styling my bullet journal to people engaging with the words that were behind those pages and really why I was doing that type of spread or how I was feeling that week or you know the, the more mental health side of things. And people started connecting more on that side rather than the actual content, uh, which there is still a mix of people resonating with the content. But I think a lot of the messages I get now on Instagram are more about how do I manage my mental health and how do I, how do I use this system to help me not feel depressed or not feel anxious uh, or help my family with this. And that's been really exciting because it's become in my mind, like a deeper purpose. Yeah. And I think that's so important too, because it is kind of a step one into journaling to say, okay, what do I need to do today or this month? But you're taking it a step further and really using it to check in with yourself and then even opening that up to a community. So can you give us a couple of examples of how you use your journal for your mental health? Yeah, I think the biggest example and the most helpful for me has been the year in pixels spread, which was originally conceived by Passion Carnets, uh, which is an account on Instagram. And they set up the system where once every day, every day of the month, every month of the year, you would map a simple emotion. So I'm happy, I'm sad, uh, I'm angry, I'm frustrated, or I'm bored, whatever the overall emotion of the day was you'd put it down. And then at the end of the year, you'd have this beautiful map of all your emotions and sort of this color spread. And so I saw that and was like, wow, like that looks like it could be really interesting. Let me try that. Uh, And I altered it a little bit. So I do a morning mood and then an evening mood. So whatever my primary overarching mood for that period of time is, I'll draw that in a certain color. Uh, And I also expanded a couple more. So I have everything from nervousness to sadness to excitement to normalcy to boredom. And the first year I did it, my goal was not to have any boredom. I was like, if I feel myself being bored for more than an hour, I need to do something to shift because I don't want to have to put down the gray color on this spread. (laughs) How did that go for you? It was interesting because I caught myself being bored a lot more than I thought I would be. And it made me question, okay, what am I doing to relieve this? Am I going on my phone and just playing a game? Am I going for a walk? Like what, what is the remedy for this? And I ended up spending a lot more time connecting with friends and going on walks and spending time checking in with myself uh, in those moments than I thought I would, which was really interesting. Yeah, that is because you had this spread of just checking in with yourself in the morning and the evening. But then as a result of doing this, you also set this goal where you didn't want to use the gray color for boredom. And that seems to then inspire action in your life. 
Exactly. And I wasn't expecting that going into it. I was Mm. like, well, I might notice it a couple times, but it won't be like a prevalent thing. And not to say that I'm bored all the time, but I think it's interesting how many times when you're conscious of it, you catch yourself being like, well, I'm just scrolling through Facebook Mm -hmm. or, well, I'm just watching another YouTube video. And if those things are productive for you, that's awesome. Uh, at the time I was a social media uh, marketer. And so a lot of what I was doing was tied directly into scrolling on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, after time it was like, okay, these YouTube videos, am I watching Ted talks or am I watching videos that don't really serve growth in any way? I'm curious after looking back on your year, cause you've finished a full year, right? Yes. What did you learn after reflecting on your year in pixels? I realized that There's beauty in being able to go back and see what you were going through in certain times and how that impacted where you are now. Do you have an example? Yeah, I think there was a period where I went through a breakup and the aftermath of that was a lot of self-doubt and a lot of sadness and a lot of frustration. And it's fascinating looking at that time where there's a lot of dark blue and a uh, a lot of brown and a lot of dark blue in the sense of like frustration and anger and self-doubt and just not knowing what to do. And then seeing when that started to fade and when that was something I could like redirect in a positive route. Uh, And it's a visible representation of how that period of my life went. And I just think there's something beautiful about that intricacy and being able to go back and reflect visually on it. I'm such a visual person that it was something I wasn't expecting looking back to be like, Oh, that was the point in my life where I was really struggling or wow, that week was fantastic. Everyone, like all my friends were in town, like we all hung out all the time or I got a promotion, like whatever it was, it's visually represented. And so that looking back was the most powerful thing was to like immediately see these pivotal moments in my year that I might not have been able to access as prevalently if I if I was just doing a regular reflection, Uh, but they were right there in front of me. I love that. And the visual, I'm sure, is something that a lot of listeners would really latch onto as well. So I'm going to go ahead and link in the show notes to your year in pixels and then the creators as well. So if anybody wants to try it out on their own, they can go ahead. Awesome. I'm curious too, this is one of the spreads that clearly has had a positive impact on you. Are there any other examples that you'd like to share? Yeah. So I have two more. The first is a daily gratitude log uh, it was something that was derived by the community initially uh, when the when the bullet journal started, but then Heartastic Jess, which is like hearts, uh, so I guess heartistic, like artistic. Uh, she so put a sp- uh, right. <laughs> That's the other thing I love is all the creative names that people come up with. Yeah, it's fun. So she created this gratitude log for the month that was in the shape of a sun, and so. Each day when you'd fill out what you were thankful for or what you were grateful for, you'd fill in like a ray of sunlight. So by the end of the month, it would be like this full, beautiful sun shining on your page. Uh, Lovely. Exactly. I I thought that was really cool. So I tried it out and I don't necessarily do the sun anymore just because it takes a lot of work to get it set up for me. Uh, But it was that concept of like every day putting something that you're grateful for and seeing how that impacts how you reflect and your overall mood. Um, And I found that at the beginning of the day, if I look back on what I was grateful for the day before, it helps me start my day with a more renewed sense of purpose and hope. Uh, Especially the days I struggle from depression. And so the days where I'm like, ah, like today's going to be a struggle day. 
being able to reflect on what I was grateful for the previous couple of days really helps me get up and feel like I can take on the world that day. I'm curious too, you've expanded upon what the bullet journal can do for you. You've been working on your Bujo, your short documentary. What were some surprising insights that you learned during interviewing and during the process of putting that together? I think the first is the number of applications it has, just seeing like the scale of how many people are using it and what they're using it for. I was aware that there was a scale, but really talking to Ryder about what he's seen and what people have reached out to him with. I mean, it's Everyone uses it from architects to stay-at-home moms to teachers to engineers. I mean, everyone and anyone can map it onto their own lives. And I think that that's something that is fascinating because I just started using it for my anxiety. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so just to see it used in so many different ways is a really beautiful thing. And I don't think Ryder initially expected that. I mean, his purpose putting it out was just to help a couple people and have his friends use it. Uh, you know, in, in the first couple of weeks for him, couple months, a few hundred people visited his website and were using it. And he was like, great, that's enough. Like, that's fine. And then all of a sudden it took off with a couple of articles that featured it. And soon there's, you know, millions of people using it. And he's like, whoa, like this is, <laughs> there is something more here that I did not quite understand when I first released it into the world. Wow. We've talked a lot about the bullet journal. I'm sure a lot of listeners are now considering starting one for themselves. So do you have any advice for new bullet journalers on what they should do or maybe pitfalls to avoid? Of course. I think the first and best thing you can do is go to the official website and watch. There's like a four or five minute video that Ryder created that just goes over all the basics. And I would definitely recommend watching that and then giving yourself about a month. And if after a month you're like, this isn't working for me, then you don't have to do it anymore. But I think really trying to stick with it for a month, if you can get past that month, you'll be fine. And you'll, you'll be able to map it onto whatever you want to do. I think people come into it and see these spreads on Instagram and start doing their own version of what they think it is based on what they've seen these beautiful spreads being. Uh, But at the core of its system, it does have, you know, this base structure. And I think to understand that first and foremost is most important. I think that's such great advice about sticking to it for 30 days too, because that Mm -hmm. gives you enough time to really test it out or see what works and what doesn't instead of just, I know I'm guilty of this. I'll jump in. And then if I don't get it immediately, I might just walk away. Exactly. And you don't have to do it every day. You know, that's something for the year in pixels spread that people always reach out to me and they're like, how did you keep it going for the whole year? Like I could barely do it for a week. And for me, it's like every day I just jot down in my notes what my emotion is, uh, you know, at that time. So if I'm not near my journal, I still have it somewhere where I can fill it in later. And if you miss a couple days, you miss a couple days. You shouldn't abandon the system because you miss a week or if you're having a really stressful, even a stressful month and you can't do it for a month at a time, you can still pick it back up because it meets you where you're at in whatever moment of time you're in. And I think, again, that's the beauty of it is you don't have to always be using it because it'll always meet you whenever you need it. You know, there is a wrong way to bullet journal. And the wrong way to bullet journal is when the act of bullet journaling becomes a burden. And I think all of the times that I've been frustrated with the system have been at points where the bullet journal is seen as a burden and not as a tool to help me. After doing all of those interviews and getting into some more research, where do you think bullet journals are heading in the future? Do you have any predictions? I mean, I think bullet journals have become what they are today because there's been this 
trend of people trying to get back in touch with themselves. And in this world of digital technology, I mean, there's so many blessings that come along with being able to access any information at the snap of your finger and, you know, connecting with people from across the world with a simple video call. But I think there's also this beauty and simplicity that come with putting your thoughts down on paper that people have been missing. And something about the bullet journal has really gotten people back into the way of connecting with themselves because of that. So do you think it absolutely has to be written versus a digital version? No, because I have seen some awesome digital versions that work well for people. Mm -hmm. But I think it's for the digital versions, it's still people physically writing out on an iPad, for example. Uh, You know, even if it's not the medium of paper, it's still them creating the daily logs with their hand. Uh, So I think it's something that has to do with you physically sitting down and creating it rather than it just being like a digital, I'm going to type it in sort of thing. So I think the future of the bullet journal is continuing this path of getting people connected to their true selves and to their authentic selves through the act of of journaling. Uh, And I also think that there's a lot of opportunity now for connection through the community Uh, We've already seen it in some meetups that have happened and, you know, people sharing their spreads online. But I really think there's a power in physically meeting people who share the same interests as you and being able to connect on a deeper level in person. Uh, And from what I've heard and what I've seen, I think there's more and more people interested in starting more meetup groups or going to conferences together. Uh, So it'd be awesome to see, you know, in the future, a bullet journaling conference or, or, you know, different pods of people in different cities who connect because they're bullet journalers and can have meetups at breweries or something like that. Uh, So I feel like the future is just going to get more and more connected. I think that's something really interesting that, again, it's just this task system that one person started that has evolved to now be anything an individual could need in their day-to-day and then connecting with other people about those shared interests currently online. I can definitely see a future of a conference like that. Maybe you'll, maybe you'll be the one to start it off. (laughs) (laughs) Possibly the workload right now does not. You're like, (laughs) I got too much going on. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. This week, we're offering a try it out challenge for you to get involved. And of course, this week's challenge is to try creating and using your own bullet journal. All you need is a plain notebook and some pens, or maybe some markers or colored pens if you want to get creative. You'll start by watching the official bullet journal instructions at figuringitoutpodcast.com slash one. That's the number one. Now, once you do try it out, let us know how it goes. Again, that URL with the instructions for today's try it out challenge is figuringitoutpodcast.com slash one. You can connect with Alec at Fisher Journals on Instagram. That's at F-I-S-C-H-R journals. Now, if you'd like to see all of Alex's social media accounts, along with all of the links we mentioned today and the Try It Out challenge prompt, you can check out our show notes at figuringitoutpodcast.com slash one. And while you're there, let us know how bullet journaling is going for you. Did you try it out? Are there any spreads in particular that you really love or really didn't love? I'm trying this one myself too, so I'm excited to hear what you guys think. Also, before we go, please subscribe to our podcast at figuringitoutpodcast.com slash one. Now, if you're new to podcasting, 
Subscribing is great because it'll allow me to deliver new episodes to your email address or your favorite podcast player automatically every week. Again, you can subscribe, see the show notes, and let us know what you think about bullet journaling at figuringitoutpodcast.com slash one. I hope you enjoyed this episode about bullet journaling with Alec Fisher. I'm Melissa Guller, and you've been listening to Figuring It Out. See you next week. Yeah.